And uh, praise God. How many of you ready for Pastor Moore to come and teach the Sunday school lesson? You ready for that? Let's let him do that. Amen. Give him plenty of time. Hallelujah. Everybody say, jump on him, Jesus. Lord, bless him. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost, the Bible gave us a promise. He'll pour his spirit out on all flesh. I'm glad to be a, a candidate of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I never experienced nothing like it. You know what? I'm persuaded today I'm never going to experience anything like it. Until that moment, that's quick of an eye. When I depart this old earth and meet my Savior in the cloud. Hey, 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 hey. I'm excited about living with Jesus. What about you? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. He's greater than Corona. He's greater than the devil. He's greater than darkness. He's greater than sin. He's greater than any other problem you got. Well, I didn't come to get pumped up, honey. I come already pumped up. I didn't come to get primed, baby. I'm already primed. I didn't come to be a believer. I'm already a believer. Hallelujah. Lord bless you this morning. Appreciate you. You can be seated. We, we, we got an awesome lesson. Huh. Man, it, it hits the mark. Let me say it is. A, we're just excited about having all of our guests. It's so good to have the Christian family with us. <laughs> he's not Saul, but he's head and shoulder above all. <laughs> Amen. Good to have him. Good to have the Smith family back to Ashton this morning. I said, well, y'all still had to float out. And, yeah. He may say, we may get soaked going back in, but maybe not. Hallelujah. Just keep them alligators away. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. God's good, isn't he? He's in the saving business. He's in the delivering business. I know the world's in trouble. But I'm telling you, the world, there's still a church in the world. So the world's got an opportunity. A door set before them. An opportunity, amen, to experience this almighty God. This saving God. Church is not about being bored and dead. No, we're among the living. I'm serving the God of the living. He's not depressed. He's not worried about what he's going to do. He's already got it all mapped out and wrote. And he didn't even hesitate about them to write it down. Lord bless you again. Go let our classes go back. Appreciate our Sunday school teachers. I hope you really pray for your Sunday school teachers. God reminded you, anoint them and use them to impart the word of God. Amen. And to these little babies. Gather them up, take them back, and you know, to impart the word of God into their hearts, their minds, and spirit. There are some doctrines, amen, that there are must. There are must. That all, amen, of our little babies that need to hear it. Not only hear it, but you can't be a believer without hearing. Amen. Hearing comes by what? By, amen. Faith coming by what? By hearing, hearing what? The Word of God. And they need something, amen, that they can anchor their little souls in. They need something that they can anchor their little spirits in. They need something, amen, that's unchanging. I'm telling you, the devil and the world wants to change everything. And all those changes, amen, is not to the good. But I pray that I'm serving a God that's an unchanging God. Hallelujah, nothing's going to ever change him. How can you change truth? How can you change, amen, that one which is perfect? How can you change, amen, that was the creator of all things, including Lucifer? Hallelujah, I didn't get to preach on that a little bit, but I'd like to sometime, and I'm going to. Amen, he created Lucifer. 
hallelujah, with all his beauties and powers and talents and ability. And then he let pride in. He let iniquity in. Hallelujah. But I'm glad I want to be in the image of none other but my heavenly father. I want to walk in the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We're not ashamed of the gospel. We're not ashamed of the good tidings. We're not ashamed of what it brought us out of. Hallelujah. And what it can do for us. Hallelujah. Oh, what we don't we serve an awesome God this morning. God bless you. Amen. You got your lesson. If anybody doesn't have the Sunday school books, there's still some available. Uh, these, amen, if, if, if they don't take them, somebody take them, give them out, give them to somebody. Amen. It's good, 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 you know, lessons in them. Amen. And that's what we need. We need to hear the word of God. We need to feel the presence of God. We need to know he's alive and well. And so as we watch this, the lesson today, amen, what a, a beautiful lesson as it talks about the Laodicean church, amen, it talks about of our day and of our time, amen, of where we're at and, and what we're having to deal with. And so the open the door. Now last week, amen, God opens doors that we can't open. God Amen. Our Lord Savior closes doors that no man can close. But here, amen, we're going to see that the responsibility falls upon us of this to open the door. You and I have got the responsibility, amen, by the power of choice to open our hearts, open our minds, open up our spirit. Amen. As we sung that first song, and I don't know if they read the lesson and amen, they put that connection together or not. Amen. But it's you and I that opens up. Amen. Come in like a flood. That means cover all the areas, cover all the bases. God, I don't want to limit you. I don't want to quench or grieve the Spirit of God within me. Amen. In every chamber of my heart, every avenue of my mind. Hallelujah. From my, even my fleshly man, from the sole of my feet to the top of my head. Hallelujah. Ruling and reigning, even my my tongue, not only was speaking that heavenly language, but amen, an ability, amen, to speak the words I ought to speak. Hallelujah, at all times and all circumstances and all situations. Hey, this God just that powerful. James made that clear to us. Amen. Hallelujah. If you can take a little hymn and govern a big old ship, even in a storm, if you can put a bridle in a horse's mouth, regardless of how mighty and powerful and fast that he might be, with that bit you can direct him. Amen. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost can direct us. Hallelujah. 2021. Hallelujah, direct us right into revival. Direct us right into revival. Direct us right into revival. It's not going to be a man-made revival. It's not going to be revival you think it's going to be. It's not going to be the revival the world's opinion is. It's going to be a God revival. Because a God revival will bring them out. God's revival will save them. God of every revival give the Holy Ghost in one service. You waiting on me to get drunk, I'm there. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it's, it's just an awesome time thing. I mean, to live for God. Open the door. I'm ready. I'm ready to open the door up in every avenue of my heart, mind, and life. Not only that. Man, as a pastor of this church, God, I'm asking you. Help us, God, to open up the doors of this church. <laughs> help us open up the doors of this church and welcome them. Bring them in. It doesn't matter who they are. Doesn't matter where they come from. God's in the business of saving souls and saving humanity. Time's running out. Amen. Time's running out for, for us to get right and for us to persuade others of this godly message. Jesus Christ didn't come to condemn the world, He came to save it. 
And that same mission has been placed upon the church and upon you and I as believers of Jesus Christ. If you're a believer of Jesus Christ, a believer of his resurrection, then there is that obligation, responsibility that should be at the forefront. Amen. To do everything that lies within our powers and according to our ability. Amen. To be a soul winner and to be a light barrier. Amen. And so as we watch this lesson today, as it deals with, amen, that place of not being cold, but not being hot. Lukewarm. Satisfied. Content. We are just like we are. It's going to be a good examination of our own hearts, our own spirits. First of all, because the condition of our heart, the condition of our minds, the condition of our spirit will determine the outcome of that eternity. I know we, we've had to deal with the doctrine that some has taught. Once saved, always saved, but that's not in the Bible. Amen. I can take you to the Old Testament. Amen. And quickly show you with the Israelites. Amen. Not only them, but to the minister that was told, hallelujah. His responsibility told them that once walked right, begin to err. If he didn't correct them, amen, their souls is going to be on there. I take it the New Testament talks about those, amen, that reaches out to that when it went what? Into error. <laughs> I mean, if there's no losing of the soul, then how can a man walk in error thereafter? And why worry about redeeming him if he's not going to lose his soul? So apparently, amen, we got to be concerned about eternity and the destination of our soul because we're going to live somewhere. Amen. The worm dieth not. Amen. Eternity and what's waiting on us in eternity. If we're not careful, amen, we're living in a world and a time today that's got us so, so wrapped up, so preoccupied and so caught up in the activities around us that we don't hardly have time to think about eternity. We don't have any time, amen, to think about what if death takes me out today. What if that car just happened to linger over just a little too far? Amen. Or just a slip of the foot. Amen. Or whatever it might be. Who knows this day and time. Hallelujah. But even the Bible's warned us in the end time that the fear of our times, the uncertainty of our hours, that we're living, amen, the resources, amen, that man depended on so much to supply Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad today that we have a Savior called Jesus Christ that can supply our every need. That's the reason he instructs us to do what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. That works hand in hand. Amen. Then all the other things will be added. In other words, we can be assured of that every promise is going to be fulfilled. Amen. We're going to see that in this lesson as we watch some of this unfold here this morning. Focus thought, we must open the door of our lives and choose unbroken fellowship with Christ. Unbroken fellowship with Christ. I realize the scriptures made it plain that we're looking through a darkly glass. I realize that we're in earthen vessels. And we can't walk, even though we've been instructed by Paul to pray and to praise continually. Have continual praise and continual prayer upon our lips and in the meditations of our minds. But to have the type of fellowship that we long for and we're looking for. Amen. We have to work and we have to take care of other things. And our minds have to be on other things at times. Amen. But you know what? There, there's coming a day. Amen. A promise. Amen. Of a lamb supper and a fellowship there. And uh, I've telling you. 
you if there's ever been a time that we need the fellowship of God. We need the presence of God, amen, uh, and for that avenue and that channel, amen, to be wide open without any type of structure, without any type of hiccups, without. Now, the devil's not just going to sit on the sideline and let that happen. Carnality is not just going to sit on the sideline and let that happen, amen. So you and I have to open up, amen, our hearts. We have to choose, amen, every day that we get up as vessels of God, what we're going to open our hearts up to, what we're going to open our minds up to, what we're going to open our spirits up to, amen, and sometimes what we're going to not, not open, but we're going to make sure our doors closed in some conversations and in some areas, amen, because we don't want to be a part of that, we don't want to get become associated with that, amen, I'm telling you the criminal world, amen, will tell you, you can, you can just be riding with some friends and calls themselves friends and all of a sudden they pull, pull up, amen, to, to a bank or somewhere and two or three goes in and another guy just sits in the car and you sitting in the car or maybe you're the driver, don't know what's going on, hallelujah, and they come running out with some bags and looking a little funny, got a gun in their hand, you say, hey, what's going on? He said, you better get on it. What you gonna do? By association of who you was associating with. Ah, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. They said two can't agree and walk together. I mean, two must agree to walk together. And you know what? We've got to agree in our spirits, our hearts, our minds with the word of God before we can walk with God. See, God don't need us. We need him. We need him. Amen. To walk with us. <laughs> he can't have this thing all by himself. He's before anything was ever created. So as we watch this, our focus verse is going to be found in Revelations 3 and 20. Behold, behold, and me sit up, take note, pay attention. What's the next statement? What's fixing to happen here? Amen. What's fixing to transpire? Amen. You need to take heed. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Who's standing? We read about the widow, amen, going every morning, every evening, knocking on the judge's door. We are instructed by the word of God that he that knocks, it shall be open. But in this particular letter, it's the one called Jesus Christ himself. Amen. This, doing the knocking. He's coming knocking this morning, ladies and gentlemen. He's coming to knock on some hearts and some lives. He's coming to knock on some spirits. He's coming to knock on each and every one of us and no one is exempt. He wants to knock on, including myself. He wants to knock on our hearts and our minds and our spirit. I don't think any of us can really say that we're perfect, amen, in the, in the, in the, in the realm, amen, that uh, there's no place that God doesn't need to knock on my life and I need to open up to him. Can anybody say that you're without any pain, without any frustration, without any anger, without any hatred, without any whatsoever Type of sin. Can everybody say that without, uh, without any hesitation at all. Amen. The trumpet of God sounded right now. This moment twinkling of eye. Amen. I, I'm going to meet him in the air. No, we're all a little hesitant about it, aren't we? Because we've got earthen vessels. We've got battles and struggles. And one course. And I'm telling you, and that's not the only reason. But it's the hour. It's the time. It's the Laodicean church. It's the Laodicean church. This is a time that we've heard for most of our lives. Especially from those from, that's uh, talked about revelation. And talk about the end time. 
that this is the age. This is the church. It's likened to it. Believe it or not. You know, I, whatever. But we also warned by Paul's writings that there was going to be what? A falling away. Amen. In the end time. So that helps us to understand there's not a falling away unless there was a reason for that falling away. People don't fall away from one another in fellowship without some reason. Now, sometimes it may just be as simple, uh, but I'm going to tell you what, that's probably not true even today, not to, with the technology and the ability we have with uh, a man keeping in contact with somebody. Uh, have you got a good friend that maybe it was just a friend in school or maybe a neighbor and you, 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 you found one another's great friends and, they, and because of jobs or something of that nature, they had to move to the other side of the world. And, but you know what? You didn't lose that friendship. You just had to use a different tactic, to, amen, to keep that friendship going. Amen. It might be through the telephone. It might be through texting. Hallelujah. It may be through other means. Amen. But you, you still stay on a regular contact and regular basis. Amen. To knowing who they are. You share pictures of, of loved ones and children and achievements and things of that nature. Amen. Because of a fellowship. I'm telling you, God wants to have a fellowship with a humanity. Hallelujah. And God's never going to force that fellowship. God's never going to force that friendship. But I promise you one thing. When you and I open up the door to have the friendship of none other but Jesus Christ through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He's a friend that'll stick closer than a brother. He's a friend, amen, that's going to walk with us, amen, even when that moment, when they throw that dirt in our face, hallelujah, with all the loved ones and all of our friends is limited and they can't go. With all they know, there's going to be a common. They can't penetrate that. They can't do anything about it. But all oh, this friend called Jesus because he conquered the sin called death, amen, because you and I believe, amen, that if he's done that, you and I are going to live again because this friend, a man can go with us and keep us, can guide us, instruct us. And that's what this is all about as you watch this lesson here. Amen. The journey now, when you begin to talk about this particular Laodicean church itself. Amen. I guess I need to finish that. If any man hear my voice. Lord have mercy. If it's ever been a time we need to hear the voice of God with clarity. And I believe the enemy is the prince of the air. Of this world has realized that his best tool is to use traditions that are men traditions, not not traditions. There's some traditions in this Bible that need to be kept, need to be reactivated. Okay? But men's traditions, we know Jesus Christ Himself taught the Sadducees and Pharisees about certain traditions that they'd made, such as washing of the hands, huh. such as how children to treat their parents, and a man respond to the tabernacle and the gold and offerings. And I mean, it's it's full of it. And he, he said the traditions of men has counseled out the commandments of God, that they are to no avail and not effective as they should be. Uh, how true that is today. Amen. When the word of God is distorted and taught and twisted to say something that it's not saying. And in a lot of cases, they don't say anything about it. But thank God for his written word. Not only is it written on these pages, it can be written on our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. That we may keep that fellowship. So watch this as it really begins to uh, take place. And open the door. I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. And we'll talk about that. That's, there's some very powerful statements made in this particular focus verse this morning. 
as we open our hearts and minds and spirits and what it's telling us. I'm telling you, there's nothing like the good companionship of a good marriage relationship. Amen. Hallelujah. To be able to have that communion. To be able to sit down with a good meal. And to enjoy. Uh, in fact, uh, if I understand things right, probably one of the greatest fellowships that you and I can have. Not only in that area, but as a church and a church body and friends. Is for friends. One of the most uh, uh, greatest ways to experience that and that intimacy. Amen. Is fellowship with breaking of bread. Amen. Joining together in a meal. How often that we just get excited, amen, that we're going to go out and eat with so-and-so, or we're inviting so-and-so over, and good friend, and, 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 and we, 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 we're going to have fellowship, and uh, food, and, and things of that nature. We, we do it here, we do it at reunions, and things of that nature, and you know what? It's a highlight. We enjoy that. And so we're going to watch some of this, and uh, uh, as, as the Lord helps us here, as we begin to talk about uh, Laodicea, the last church, if you remember at the very beginning, I talked about it's, it's making a circle. Amen. He's sending John around to the message to the messengers. It's making a circle from each one of these cities. And now, amen, he's actually, amen, southeast of, uh, of the last church that he just visited. He's coming to Lysa, which is, amen, to the east of Ephesus, amen, some 40 miles. And so he's making complete circle. And this is the last one he's going to visit and give this letter. We also understand if you look into the lesson itself or, or if you read into it any at all, you're going to notice he says unto the church of the Laodiceans write these things saith the amen. That says a lot more than what people realize. If you read your scriptures, you're going to know that we use the term amen a lot of time. Only man can. Amen. Use it. Amen. Amen. At the end of a prayer or in agreement with the word of God. But if you go into the scriptures, you're going to realize that there was only one. When you go to such as Isaiah 65 and 16, you're going to see a man in this particular scripture that he who blesses himself in the earth shall bless him in the God of truth. If you do any reference on this particular scripture, this is where it's going to lead you back to. And so what's what it's telling us in the Hebrew, and I'm, you know I'm not a Hebrew guy, but what it's telling us in the Hebrew, that whenever you use the term, are called yourself a man. That means that you was, you was using the simple term truth. Amen. Truth. I am truth. And so when you do a study on this, you see that no one except the Son of God, a man, could say amen. And say unto you in that language, especially to God, a man, by himself in the New Testament, amen. It's equivalent, amen, in the Old Testament as saying this. Watch this. It's equivalent in the Old Testament as saying, as I live, saith Yahweh. As I live, I am. I am the I am. I am your supplier of your ever need. I am complete and total truth. There's none outside of me or without me. I alone am God. I'm alone. Amen. So even when Jesus Christ calls himself the amen. Hallelujah. He's the God manifested in the flesh. He is the lamb of God that Abraham told Isaac God would provide himself a lamb. It's this man's blood. Amen. Amen. The true blood of Christ. It wasn't bulls and goats. Amen. That delivered us from our, our conversation and from the power of sin. It was the blood of the lamb the amen and so whenever he sends the message and carries it to the Laodiceans amen the lukewarm people amen it tells them that the amen has sent this to you he's telling them that the truth 
No one else. He's the one that's standing at the door and knocking. He's the one that's sending this message to you. He's the one, amen, that's instructing us. If you're noticing all seven of those letters, he identified himself in some fashion, in some form, in some manner to let every one of them know that Jesus Christ, that these are the words of the departed one, if you please. These are the ones, amen, that now that was the task, amen, amen, that was the heart of the message, was a resurrection of Jesus Christ, and that Jesus Christ was, amen, he was likened son of God, but he was likened, more importantly, as the son of God, amen, he was the son of God, he was the Messiah, unless you and I can believe that he is, amen, and believe that there is a God, hallelujah, and believe that he is the door, but if you believe that, whatever you ask in his name, according to your will you can attain that you can receive that there may be hindrances we see that throughout the bible we've seen that with daniel but you know what if you'll hold on and pray and be earnest and sincere and that's the area it talk about us doing the knocking that's the area where it talks about the widow doing the knocking amen jesus christ gave us that example amen likening to a widow amen a widow in those times amen without children without nephews without any other resources to help her amen she was she was left alone she was left vulnerable. That's the reason the word of the church amen was called upon in Paul's writings amen. A, a, a widow that was true widow. Amen. And that means one without children, without nephews. Hallelujah. That the church would take on the responsibility to supply her needs. Amen. What a big difference it's been since then. Amen. Of different systems and governments and things of that nature. It's been set up. Hallelujah. To help us along this. Now, that's not all bad but uh, uh, you're not going to like this part, but you know what? It's handicapped us. Uh, well, <laughs> it really has. So a lot of other government programs is handicapping us. It's taken the fight out of us. It's taken the, the area of, that. you know what? I need God. I need a help that's beyond me. I need a Savior that's outside. I need a redeemer. I need one that knows all my days. A man that won't make those mistakes. That can guide me, instruct me, and be a voice in my life. But if we're not careful, amen, even our present government, and, and you know, they say what this won't do this, but that's the, the handiwork of the enemy, the prince of the air, is using the government, amen, to get us where we have to depend on them and call on them and rely upon them, and then they're going to govern the pulpit. Amen. Watch this. This layer just seeing. Amen. Watch this. It means Democrat. Governed by the people. Look up the term Democrat. Look up what they believe. They believe in fighting for the common man. They believe fighting for the poor man. Well, that ain't going over too good. Look it up. Get the definition. And so in the Laodicean, amen, the people wants to govern the pulpit. But watch this. It won't stop with just the people. The people of the government, amen, was going to try to govern the pulpit. It won't stop with just the pews, amen. It'll make it all its way all away. And whenever they start shutting off, amen, Social Security, they start shutting off, amen, programs to help people. And they start telling them that we won't send you your check unless you do this or unless you do that. You and I better have a fellowship and a walk with a supplier, amen, that's outside money. Money is the root of all evil. Money is the God of most people. 
They'll lose their convictions over money. They'll bow their knees and submit and yield themselves over money. They'll change their methods and ways of worship and what they believed in over money. Positions and places. Y'all wasn't expecting this, was you? It's the truth. It's the world that we're living. It's the hour we're living. It's the spiritual world that we're living in. And that's the reason we better, we better not be lukewarm. That's the reason we got to have a stirring. A stirring way down to the inside of our souls. What a sweet presence of the Lord was, it's been in this house this morning. He's showing up. You know why? Because he loves us. He loves humanity. He loves. He, I'm going to tell you something. Nobody's got a problem in this house that God's not willing to take on. Nobody's got enough problems in this house, amen, as an individual. That God's not willing to go home with you about it. And work with you about it. Amen. And if you'll let him with his word and his spirit. Amen. You know what? He can get us out of it. He can have us overcome it. Amen. All this is in this letter. Hallelujah. All of it. But you're going to notice something else too. And I know I'm not going through it with just a lesson. And, and you can just forgive me for that or whatever. But uh, this was not the first. But there was another letter. That was written, amen, to the lay of the sins in Colossians 4 and 16. And when this epistle is read among you, cause that it be read also in the church of the Laodiceans. Amen. It to be read into the Laodicean church. It was to be sent. Remember one thing. Amen. These seven churches was not the only churches in Asia. But these are the seven churches that God chose and had chosen for him to send these letters. And all of these letters are sent for all of us. All said and done. Amen. As God set it up, he knew what was going to happen. He knew what was going to take place. And so he goes on. He says, cause that, he, that it be read also in the church of Laodiceans that, that he likewise read the epistle from the Laodiceans. They had to read that letter. Amen. So it wasn't just a warning to this particular group. Amen. It's going to be a warning to all of us. Because we can all, I believe, all these seven churches, if we're not careful, we can find ourselves in those places. Just like the, the types of soil. We can all find ourselves at times in our seasons of our lives. Amen. In those conditions and situations. And so we take the word as a whole. Amen. Unto us. That's what kept, keeps us. That's what kept, guides us and leads us. Amen. To be in what God wants us to be in the world that we're living in today. Amen. Revelations 3 and 14. I want to go back to that, to that term, amen. When you look back, amen, to 314, amen, it's all about being a witness. It's all about being a faithful witness, a true witness. The amen expresses what? The truth of his promises. Amen. The true witness. There's not a more powerful witness of God Almighty outside of Jesus Christ. There was nobody ever walked like this man. There's nobody ever talked like this man. There's nobody ever stepped out on the back of a ship and spoke to the elements of the world. Amen. The winds, the lightning, the thundering, the waves. Hallelujah. In one moment time said, let there be peace. I mean the blink of an eye. Amen. The storm was taken out of those disciples. Out of the church. Amen. If you please. Hallelujah. Amen. That, that, that ship that was rocking. Amen. That they thought they was fixing to die in. Those elements. Amen. That was bombarding them. They couldn't do nothing about it. Amen. They done what? They woke up Jesus. I tell you what God's trying to do. He's trying to wake up the church. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost, he's trying to wake us up. I'd get over the murmuring, I'd get over the complaining, I'd get connected in Jesus Christ and in the Holy Ghost. That's the only thing that's going to matter. 
Doesn't matter if you come successful, no matter how much money you got and all this stuff. If you miss this, you missed it all. You missed everything. So it doesn't matter what we come from and what walk we come from. How educated or uneducated we are. This is the only place that everybody comes the same. Same level ground. Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter color of skin. Doesn't matter about our language. <laughs> oh, no, that don't matter. Amen. Well, everybody's got to come to the foot of the cross. Everybody's got to experience this God Almighty. True witness. He is that true witness. John 3, 11 and 12 puts it simply like this. Verily, verily. We use terms like this. Amen. Would you say that? Verily, verily. English actually means truly, truly. Two witnesses. What's this? You go in the Old Testament. Amen. An individual could not be a man held accountable and murdered. Or I say murdered. But his life taken without what? I'm telling you, we got to have the witnesses. But if you and I have got the witness in our life, hello, you, guess what? We're not going to experience that second death. Right. <laughs> you know what? You know how to, how to keep from experiencing that second death? It's to die. You and I have got to die. Oh, there's that first initial death of repentance. But what about thereafter? And how often through the journey, we have to die, we have to submit, we have to yield. We had to bring our will under subjection to his will. That's dying. It's called mortifying the deeds of the body. You know why? Because the scripture makes it plain to us. Every man, woman, every individual is going to give account for the deeds that's done in this body. No one's going to get outside of it. No one's going to be escaped from it. Regardless of what people say, regardless of what they think. Amen. It's going to unfold. It's going to happen. Hallelujah. But guess what? Amen. When we allow him and his blood and allow his word. Amen. And open the door. It's all about us opening the door. Anybody ever seen that picture? <laughs> ever seen the picture where Jesus at the door? Now don't pay attention to one part of it because I had nothing but a trick of the enemy. But if you ever look at the door, you'll see the knobs not on Jesus' side. The knob's on the inside. It's like a dummy lot, not dummy knob. Amen. Dummy knob, amen. It's just one, one-sided and you just reach in. It don't, it don't lock, it don't. I want to make sure I get rid of the dummy knob. <laughs> and open up to the smart one. To the all-wise one. The one that knows all of my ins and outs. The one that knows every day that I'm going to walk upon this earth. He knows every snare I'm going to face. He knows every trial I'm going to face. He knows every temptation. And he's already got a way of escape. That may not have went over too good, but (laughs) hallelujah. I want to open up to him. It's the smartest thing that you and I can do is open our hearts, our lives. You can't hide nothing from him, but the power of choice lies within us. Whether or not we're going to open up. Whether or not we're going to yield. Whether or not we're going to be honest and sincere and true. I'm going to tell you, honesty and sincerity goes a long ways with God. <laughs> verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen. And ye receive not our witness. Listen to what John's telling us. 
Some people question the, the ministry and question the fivefold ministry and the preaching. But we are witnesses. You are witness. Acts 1 and 8 has taught us. That's what the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is what makes us witnesses. Of what? Of this resurrected one. Of this departed one. That he's still upon the earth and operating through the, the counseling and instructions and the government authority he set up called the fivefold ministry. And not only that, but through the body of Christ. Through the gifts, amen, of the Spirit. <laughs> so as we watch this unfold, amen, it's important to receive the witness. If I have told you earthly things, this is Jesus talking to him. And he believed not. How shall he believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Hmm. Well, I'm glad he's told us of the heavenly things. How about you? Hmm. Amen. To minister and to touch us and to help us along this journey. As we watch this really begin to unfold and begin to take place. Revelations 3 and 15. I know thy works. <laughs> every letter. Every letter. Thank God. Folks, God sees your goodness. Your pastor may miss, miss it. You may not get the recognition you want from your pastor. Hmm. I'm saying a lot more of that than what you think. You may not get the praise. But can I say something? We're living in a world today that has got to be pacified. We raise them that way. Got to have all kinds of gadgets. I probably could talk all morning without getting on this one. But if we're not careful, we don't get away from that. We do not use a pacifier, but we use something sure resembles it. <laughs> Praise God. You know why this world is throwing temper tandems? Because somebody didn't beat it out of them. But hear me now. Not only will that do the job. What really has got to happen. We got to pray it out of them. We got to be an example before them. But if I at the house throw temper tandems. Setting the stage. I told you. We've got to open the door up. Got to open the door up and let God, let God work for us. Got to help us. We're in a trying time, but you know what? It's a time for the church to shine like she's never signed. Amen. It's time for the church, amen, to walk in a dimension and a power. But hear me out this morning. We're not going to do it lukewarm. We can't do it with carnality. We're going to have to be on fire. Amen. We, it's not a time to lose the power. Amen. The salt. The salt. I'm going to get to that. I hate to get ahead of myself here. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. Notice that almost every letter, if not all seven letters, was likened to the geographical location of where they was at. There's a tie-in there. A lot of times what's going on in the natural also is happening in the spirit. 
in the more natural ways if you're seeing people that's uh, giving themselves and committing themselves to ungodly things, unlawful things, and things of that nature, that is probably doubled in the spiritual realm. <laughs> right here, the natural part of it is the Laodicean church. Uh, there was the waters of Colossae, amen. They called it, these were cold, but yet these cold waters had minerals and, and medical uh, achievements apparently in them. But at Laodicea, they had what they called the hot springs. And so they would make, or had made, amen, a man, a canal, a man like. This canal was probably only about this wide, a man out of stone that was made. And it would channel down the cold waters and, and, and mix in the hot waters. And, and as it mixed, but as it made its way, Amen. And through the channels and finally reached its place to the Laodiceans and where it was at. It became lukewarm and fit for nothing. Watch this. I'm not a medical guy. Some of these nurses, different ones in the medical field could help us out a whole lot better more here. You ever, you ever went to the hospitals and wonder sometimes, my God, they got it so cold in this place. You ever been in a surgery room? I don't know if I ever have. I don't, I'll be honest. Thank God for that. But, but, but they say it's, it's freezing. Germs don't have the ability to live when you get that temperature down, right? <laughs> so when they would allow this to mix into the hot waters... And that would cause it become lukewarm. Here's the journey. Life. If we're not careful, it's Holy Ghost filled vessels. How many you remember the day you got the Holy Ghost? How many, how many of you remember, amen, for the first few days and weeks and months and maybe possibly years and maybe now? I'm not. Man, you was on fire, man. I mean, you want to talk about it. You want to sing about it. It's, it's what you thought about when you went to bed. It's what you thought about when you got up morning. Man, I'm telling you, there's nothing like this Holy Ghost. Man, I, I, just, I, I just love speaking in them tongues. I, I just love feeling this, what I'm feeling. And you didn't wait to church services to try to feel it. And you didn't wait till this one joined up with you and that one joined up with you. You can have a party all by yourself. Pitfalls, dealing with life because we're on a journey. Finishing that course now means something. Finishing it, amen. I've kept the faith. I fought a good fight. <laughs> Sometimes to fight a good fight is just staying in. Doesn't mean if you're winning or losing, all said and done, just staying in the fight. You're not bailing out, you're not giving up. He that endures unto the end. There's been times when I felt like the Holy Ghost and fire was gone. And all I could do sometimes was. And we can use the scripture. Because <laughs> Jesus breathed on the disciples. And told him, said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. And 
being that he was God, he was prophesying to him to tell him, when he comes as a sound of a mighty rushing wind and he fills the house. It's a promise of the Father. But you know what? We have to sometimes reach back and get a hold of that same promise. Amen. And say, breathe on me, Holy Ghost. <sighs> breathe on me. <sighs> you, ever, you ever started them little fires? Amen. Especially them oak, oak leaves that just really don't want to burn. Amen. And you just go. <sighs> and the more you... And if you had enough, it wouldn't be just smoke either. Because if you could put enough oxygen to it, baby, you'd get the flames coming. And I'm telling you, the smoke, have you ever watched it? Hey, man, whenever you go, smoke takes over, it comes up. But when you go, smoke seems to disappear, flames come up. I tell you, it's time for the church to get out of the smoke, get out of the regrets, get out of all the back stuff. And amen. Say, I'm getting back in the flames. I don't care if I'm 100 years old. I don't care if I'm 10 years old. And I wouldn't use that excuse either way. I say, God, I'm going to get in the Holy Ghost and I'm going to get it. I'm going to get on fire. That's the reason the devil and the world's doing everything it can. Man, to keep us. Busy, occupied, distracted. Takes time to keep this Holy Ghost burning. It takes more than a Sunday morning, Sunday night, and a Wednesday night. It's a personal relationship. <laughs> Praise God. Lord's helping us today. Lord's helping us. He, he loves us, He loves this community. You hear me? God loves this community. This is a good community. We've got some awesome people in this community. And God's in the business of saving them. Amen. And we've got to bear that responsibility. And listen to what he says about this lukewarm condition. It's, it's, it can go a number of ways, but especially alive. He said, I would. Thou wert cold, hot. Why, why is that? What's... What's so dangerous about this lukewarm condition? What's, what's so, and, and I'm going to use this part out of your lesson. Amen. It appears their self-sufficiency is what offended God most. That lukewarm condition, I have need of nothing. I'm comfortable. I'm content. I'm satisfied. My children, they just have to work out their own salvation. My grandbabies, they just have to. My neighbor, well, I, I'm pretty far on, but. But you know what? Here's the danger of that. If we're not concerned about them, then where are we at? Where, what's our condition? The condition of the heart. The condition of the spirit of the man. The measure of the man. Is the spirit of the man. It's not always the size by no means whatsoever. But it's the spirit that drives him. It's the spirit that causes him to get up anyway. You can knock him down but he gets back up. 
man, you can try to cripple him and try to do this. That's the church. Watch this. The devil's done everything he can to stop the church. The devil's done everything he can to put the light out of the church. But you know what? There's going to be a church. There's going to be some believers. There's somebody going to be resurrected off of this earth in that moment, twinkling of an eye. We know that by the word of God. Regardless of how I feel at times and regardless of how you feel at times, somebody's going to be ready. Somebody's going to be snatched out of here. And so you, you and I, I would just make up our own minds and hearts. I'm going to be among that number one way or the other. In the grave or outside the grave. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be prepared. Matthew 24 and 9 and through 14. And I won't read all of it. Amen. With the 12th verses of one. Because iniquity shall abound. How many of you believe iniquities abound? How many of you believe we have to deal with sin more than we ever have? Amen. Conflict with and battling against it and things of that nature. Amen. Things that's happening in our community and things of that. So we have to deal with that. But watch this. Watch this. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Hallelujah. Some begin to question where's God at? What's going on here? What's happening there? And things of that nature. But if anything ought to happen to us, amen, and I understand that the iniquity, amen, is an individual. The pulling of it, the lust of it, amen. So you can't serve two masters and water, sweet water and bitter water can't come out of the same fountain. You can't serve two spirits, amen. That's the reason we have to keep ours, keep ours under subjection to his. That's the reason of the Holy Ghost, amen. And, and by the help of the Lord, and I'm going to try to watch this time. Philippians, amen, 1 and 9 says, this I pray that your love may abound. Hallelujah. You know what? God never intended for our love for one another. Amen. To just reach a point and reach a place. I won't ever forget it. Amen. Brother G.R. Travis made this statement one time. This was at camp meeting. Hallelujah. And, and, and he shocked his wife one day. They'd been married for, I don't know, a number of years. Children were grown. And he told her uh, something. I can't remember maybe exactly how he put it, but here's the essence of it. Amen. He, he told her one day, and I think it was maybe their anniversary or something of that nature. Uh, and um, he said, he said, baby, he said, you know, I realized today that he said, I didn't really love you the day I married you. Yeah, it caught her like that too. Not compared to how I love you today. What a statement. Compared to how I love you today, I didn't even really love you when we got married. And so that's the key of living for God. Keeping this fellowship, the companionship. Amen. Alive and burning. I want to talk to him every day. <laughs> I want to feel him every day. I want to hear from him. I want to hear from him every day. This is one of the best ways you can hear from him. He's wrote it down. Oh, he can be, he can be an audible voice if he needs to be. He can actually impart through songs and through uh, preaching. But I'm going to tell you one of the most powerful things is this right here. Because we're some of the songs and, and we don't have enough time in the house of God. Amen. Huh. But you've got time. Amen. All 66 books. Because this is what's going to open. This is what we're going to have to line up to. This is what we're going to have to. This is the mirror that we constantly got to look into. And God help us not to forget what we look like. But do something about it. If we look good, let's rejoice and be glad. If it doesn't look too good, you know what we need to do? We need to do what this lesson right here has taught us to do. 
Amen. I'm going I'm to slip on down. I realize my time's going to get me if I don't. Amen. So then because thou art lukewarm. Amen. And neither cold nor hot. I will spew thee out of my mouth. Amen. And it goes on. And I'm going I'm to bypass that a little bit. Can I say a few things though? Folks, I'm going to tell you something. It's not time to be double-minded. We've got to have our minds made up. I want to serve you, God. I want to know you for myself. I want to experience, amen. Pentecost is experience. It's not a religion. Pentecost is a experience. Religion is man-made. Religion is Pharisees and Sadducees. But Pentecost is an experience with God. And a journey that we get on. Walking with him. He's talking to us and guiding and leading us along this way. Amen. 17th verse. Because thou sayest. What, what caused him to get in that lukewarm condition? How many of you are thankful for good health? How many of you are good, thankful for all the money you got? How many of you are thankful not to have any problems? Well, you know I'm headed now, don't you? <laughs> Why you hesitate on that one? <laughs> we don't have problems compared to a lot of people. We're not deceived. We're not lost. We're not undone. The revelation of this truth. We didn't earn it. But when we heard it, we believed it. When we felt him. When we felt him like we did here this morning. This God's alive. Man, there's, there's nothing like this. So watch this. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. James warns about those being rich. You know what the problem was? Where you put in your trust. Can you put it in your riches? Can you put it in your education? All those are blessings and if you use wisely. But James made it clear to us, this is the... This is the the high brother to Jesus now. He said, you better get your guard up. You better Because many sorrows is going to come that wouldn't have come. Many tests and trials are going to come that wouldn't have come. It comes with a package deal. So for some of us, it's a lot better off if we just live from paycheck to paycheck. And then we have to depend on him. In Jesus' time and even in the Old Testament, ladies, you don't, you're not going to like this. America's made you independent and you ain't, you know. <laughs> that went over good, didn't it? Still the truth. Don't let your blessing become a curse, though. Boy, I'm walling all around, ain't I? <laughs> We're in my money. Brother Ford's preaching tonight. So, but, uh, but, but back in those days, hey, the woman had to depend on. She had to depend on a man. Why do you think she wanted to make sure she had at least one boy? Because when them days got where she was so old she couldn't work. And she couldn't support herself. And her husband died. The responsibility fell on her son. Or some nephews. So they were dependent. They depended. You know why some people don't break some bad relationships? Because they depended on the paycheck of that individual. You know why? <laughs> I'm trying to be careful here. 
You know why some, some ladies want their own careers and incomes? I don't need you, buddy. And if you're not careful, though, we won't stop there. You'll get to the place that I don't need no man. In fact, you'll start getting a spirit and attitude toward men. But here's the deal. When you reach that place. And you know what? Now, what's the next question? How much, how much riches does it take that we reach a place that we don't have to depend on God? How many wants good health plans? Good health insurance? Come on, preacher! We'll work from daylight to dark. Work till we're 70 and 80 and 90. Now, is our actions telling God, God, you know what? I, I, Moses, I tell you what I want you to do. I want you to go down there and get my people out of Egypt. You go down there and tell Pharaoh. You go down there and tell, amen, Mr. Biden, amen. Jesus' name, Church of Bendel. We're not doing none of that. We're done with y'all. You keep all your money, keep everything else. We'll be all right right by ourselves. That's what some states want to do. But you know what? When stoves start cutting them off and... And they got resources they need. It's outside of their state. No, we're not coming. Y'all said y'all don't need us. Well, we can't grow that stuff down here. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm swapping around, ain't I? Boy, some of you looking like me like you could chew my head off. <laughs> Hallelujah. But what we're going to depend on. Now watch this. This God can bless us, but in one night, he can take up a bit of it. One night. One night. Now watch this. Not, not only that, but what happens, amen, when the, the I just say, when Bill Gates, amen, is diagnosed with something and the doctor walks back in and says, Mr. Gates, I'm sorry. You got a disease that we cannot cure. There's not a physician on this earth and all of your money, amen, cannot get you out of this. You're going to need some help from somewhere else. You know what? That is living on that paycheck from paycheck. They can't even afford health insurance. But knows a man by the name of Jesus Christ can find himself in the same state, in the same condition, facing the same doctor. And stand up and look at that doctor. That's all right, doctor. I appreciate your help. But I know one is higher than you. I know one has already paid a price with 39 stripes on his back. I'm going to call on his name. If he don't see fit, amen, to heal me, that's all right, too. I'm a winner either way. It doesn't matter because money didn't get me here. Money's not going to get me out. Oh, money didn't buy me into this. And money, you can't buy with silver. You can't buy with gold. You buy it with your own heart. You buy it, but open up your own life. You buy it, but open up your own spirit. Say, come in, Jesus, and sup with me. It'll bring peace that money can't buy. It'll bring comfort. It's like that athlete all of a sudden. Got that $50 million dollar. One season career. One bad play. Wow. It's gone down the tubes. This is the only thing that's secure. This is the only thing that give you joy unspeakable and full of glory. This is the only thing that bring peace regardless of the storm. 
This is the only one that can put a hedge around you and protect you when nothing else can. And if he don't see fit to, he's got a reason. He's got a purpose. The Bible's full of them dying for him. Bible's full of a man having scars on their body for the gospel's sake. The Bible's full in the Old Testament. Amen. Where they hung them out in front of everybody. A shame and embarrassment of all the community and society. Bible's full of them. Lord, them down in dungeons. As, as Brother Odom, I heard him make the statement right here one time. And the cesspool of the city is where they put the man of God. Sunk up in that mire. Trying to shut down the mouth of God. Trying to shut down the only one that was telling them, you better not go. It's over. It's a done deal. Amen. Uh, time's not going to allow me, I know. Uh, you may but watch some of this begin to unfold. One of the greatest deceptions here is whenever, you know, uh, watch this. I am rich, increased with goods, have need of nothing. And know it's not. And know it's not. Don't come to the realization. Don't come to the understanding. Please hear me this morning. You don't have to have great riches to be in that condition. To be in that, that situation, spiritually speaking. Okay? A lot of times, uh, I'm going to go out. I'm gonna, know it's not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Gain the whole world and lose your soul. And the greatest deception any of us can have is when we allow ourselves to deceive ourselves and tell ourselves, I'm all right, when we're not. That's, that goes for Holy Ghost field people. Time, this conscience can become calloused, this conscience can become. Offended. This conscience, if we're not careful, a man can get to a place that things that once bother us don't bother us any longer. It's a process. <laughs> things that, that we used to blush at, and even America, she parades now. She elevates. Make heroes out of them. We're promoting them into positions of leadership. The stage is being set for this nation to fall. Spiritually and financially. Because positions that they're putting up there in some of them places now. Huh. I'm going to rub some shoulders now. I'm gonna rub, in the spiritual realm. So reason some of the activities and things that's going on. Man, we're, 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 we're beginning to rub some in the spiritual realms now. <laughs> but you and I have got to make up in our minds. I'm not going to be lukewarm. Hallelujah. But I'm going to be, I'm, I'm get hot. I'm going to be where you can use me, God. Now watch this. 18th verse. What's, I counsel. I counsel. 
a counselor. We know Isaiah called him what the counselor. A counselor is one, a man that gives us advice. He's the one that gives us instructions. He's the one, would you go to a lawyer? It's a lawyer, a man. That's the reason you have to hire a lawyer sometimes because they know the insights and out. They know the right method to take and the right direction to take. And even times when we're guilty. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm guilty, but uh, uh, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to pay you good money, so I'm going to listen to you. Amen. Because if anybody can, amen, at least get the least amount of sentence and get the best of this deal. Amen. It's, it's somebody that knows the system. And he's saying, I want to counsel. Jesus Christ is wanting to counsel us. He's wanting to be a voice. But I'm going to tell you something. He can't be a voice standing on the outside knocking. He can't be that instructor, a man standing on the outside instructing. He can't be, amen, that's the reason it's so important. Now, you watch this. That's the reason it's so important to pray. So important to read your Bible. So important to have a house of God to come to and other members, amen, to join together and hook up together and forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Amen. God's allowing some things to happen in this nation. Hallelujah. Not just with the pandemic. Amen. But the weather world itself, amen, has shutting some places down and causing us that we can't get some materials that we just used to get not even thinking twice about it. Hallelujah. We had all kind of materials and we go buy it whenever we, we wanted to and had the money to buy it. But I'm telling you God, you know what God's trying to do? He's trying to get us wake up. He's trying to get us stirred up. He's trying to get us, you know what? You put your trust, amen, in the White House too much. You put your trust, amen, in money too much. You put your trust in, in the good old American. I believe in her and I pray for her and I, I believe for her and I die for her. But on the other hand, honey, I'm telling you above all of that, even being American, I want to be a Christian. I want to be a fallen disciple of Jesus Christ. That call, amen, trumps everything else. You hear me? It trumps everything else. And so when this nation goes opposite of God, opposite of the word of God, I can't go with her. Can't do it. I got to hear his voice. I got to hear his counsel. I got to stand where he wants me to stand. I got to hold to the principles and commandments because the Bible said if you love him, you're going to keep his commandments. You're going to keep his commandments. So he counseled us to do what? He's given us some advice. It's Jesus calling. He's helping us to understand. Watch this. Buy of me gold. That's what? It's been tried in the fire. In other words, it's done been purified. Purified. Hmm. Who, who's overcome the world? Who told us to cheer up because I've overcome? Who is the door to everlasting life? When Peter was questioned, you know, are you going to flee with the rest of them? He said, to whom? To who we flee to? There's nobody else. It's you and you alone. Gold tried in the fire. That thou mayest be rich. White raiment you will be naked now. White represents purity. It's his blood that washes away the sin. He wants to clothe us and garment us, amen, with his spirit, with his love, with his word, with his promises. He wants to clothe us, amen, 
with his raiment. That thou mayest be clothed and that the shame of thy nakedness, amen, do not appear. And anoint thy eyes with eyesight. That was the second commodity of the Laodiceans that they had that brought big money. They had garments that they would make, amen, and they would intertwine these curls. And they, they made great riches. And so Laodicea had became a city of great wealth and of great riches. And all that worked in these factories and, and brought this. And the eyesight was another area, amen, the eyesight. There's nothing like, amen, the Baptism of the Holy Ghost, amen, to open our eyes, amen, that we might see, hallelujah, have you ever dealt with something, amen, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, you know, you're just reading in the scriptures, and you quite weren't sure about something, and all of a sudden, God, the Holy Ghost just opens your eyes, and gives you a revelation, amen, on the inside of the truth, and what God's into, I'm telling you, the letter killeth, but the Spirit gives it life, there's a true revelation to the writings of the Word of God, hallelujah, and it's written that way, that the wafering man, or just somebody, you can, you're not just going to blunder into this, you're not just going to blunder into heaven. No. No, we've got to have an experience. And you've got to get that eye salve on. And you've got to be sober and vigilant. And, and, and all that works together here. Amen. That thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke them. Hallelujah. Watch this. Amen. Thank God for the Holy Ghost that help us and give us the umption that we need. To. Amen. But watch this. And I rebuke and chasten. Amen. If I love them, every child, every son, every, he talks about that. Be zealous, therefore, and what? And repent. Be zealous actually means to boil. Reach that point. Reach that place. Amen. The boiling point. Amen. Zealous. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right now. I'm not going to wait till tomorrow. I'm not going to wait a week from now. Amen. Amen. God, you smote in my heart. Amen. I, I feel it. Amen. I'm going to repent right now. I'm going to be zealous about it. I'm not going to wait and put it off. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man, not, not if any man, it don't matter who they are, it doesn't matter where they come from. If any man, amen, will hear my voice. Hallelujah. If you're a man, just hear it. If you're detecting, man, this is the voice of God. Amen. This is the one, amen, that can correct me. This is the one that can direct me. This is the one, amen. If I'll just open the door and I will come in to Kim and will sup with him and he with me. That speaks fellowship. That's dining. I come in and dine with him. I come in, amen. Hallelujah. Have a relationship with him and fellowship with him. I've come to set up a house. Hallelujah. And you watch this. Amen. Jesus Christ can bring the things in our life that nothing or nobody else can. Jesus Christ can mold us and shape us and create us. Amen. And create a right spirit to make man's heart a perfect. Make man's spirit, amen, perfect. Well, we don't, want to, we don't like that term in a way. Complete. Whole. Without him, there's always a voidness. There's an emptiness. And he's the only one who can feel it. He's the only one who can make us that complete and that total. To him that overcometh will I grant, we can stand. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in the throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. Let me say in closing this morning. Amen. We have the greatest invitation given to this earth. Lamb supper of life. It's going to happen. It's going to take place. The last event that he had with his disciples. A man was in that, that upper room they went. And I don't know how often they may have communion there. And fellowship, this is where communion comes in. He brings them in. And he has bread and he breaks it. And they drink the wine. And they have fellowship. It's here. Amen. Hallelujah. But that's going to be one of the first things. 
as we're called up in this invitation, amen, to go and be at the Lamb's Supper of life. Well, that's something to look forward to. I don't know what all it's going to behold. I don't know what all it's going to, you know, take on. Amen. But you know what? I want to be a part of it. How about you this morning? I want to be a part of it. You can. Everybody under the sound of my voice. But you know what? Only you can examine yourself by the scriptures. It's left up to us as individuals. For the court, I can't open your door. But neither can you open mine. Watch this. Jesus can't even open that door. Spirit will draw. Watch him. Spirit can draw. But when he finally gets down to it, you and I are the one that's got to open the door up. Say, come in, Jesus. I believe you. I'm going to take you at your word. Now watch this. Watch this. We're living in a, a generation and a time. What's become, what's become under attack? This country, 100 years ago, to make, could make million-dollar deals off of what? Their word and a handshake. Today, you better spend as much as you can on lawyers, paperwork. So, you know what the devil's done? He's done everything he can so you won't take nobody's word, including the preacher. We're hesitant about all. And hey, I'm telling you, a lot of preachers mess it up too. I understand that. A lot of politicians mess it up. Teachers have messed it up. But I'm going to tell you something. These are not my words. That's the difference. This is not just any man's word. It's the amen, which is all truth, full truth, none other but Jesus Christ that conquered death. Amen. That kicked the devil out. Amen. It's going to bind him up with one angel. Amen. 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 This is the ever living God, the ever saving God, the only gospel, the good tidings, the good news. So that makes it all so much different now. These are not man's words. Not per se mine. There he is. He that the Bible says sitting on the circle of the earth. Observing and looking right into this service this morning. He's looking at every response. Every action on the face. Every response of the heart. You see, he doesn't just watch. He don't have to watch just the face. He does. I'm telling you to Cain. I'm telling you he does. Cain, your countenance. Because your countenance reveals what's in the heart. <laughs> if it's married, if it's sad, if it's the condition of the heart. It's not a time to be lukewarm. It's not a time to be content or satisfied with our spiritual condition. It's a time to make our calling and election sure. What about it this morning? Church, would you help me pray? We need old time conviction to come in Bendale, Mississippi. We need the hand of God and the presence of God like we felt already in this service this morning. We want it to work on all of us. We're not trying to single nobody out. I want it to work on me. <laughs> I want to be what God wants me to be. I want to allow my own self to become deceived. Amen. Thinking after, whenever, whenever I really need God to come and move and work on my behalf and help me. I want to open up every chamber of my heart. 
I've been preaching on here for a while now. I mean, you remember six months ago about the heart. Certain things can happen. Certain events can happen. Certain things can come and lodge in the heart. May not be very big. May not be no bigger than a splinter. But if you start letting it callous around it, if you start shutting doors off to it, say, ah, ah, I'm a, ah, I'm a, it won't stay like that. It's going to get infected. How many of you noticed in the last couple of years the battle against infections? That our medicines don't seem to be working. I mean, he's heard so much of infection pockets in people. That these infections can actually build a wall around them that we don't have enough antibiotics or powerful enough, even straight, straight in the vein to change it. I'll mention it. If that's true in the natural, what about in the spiritual? The same Holy Ghost, the same Jesus is walking in our services that walked in Brush Harbor days. God hadn't changed. The Word hadn't changed. The anointing hadn't changed. What changed? Luke 1, people's hard to move either direction. They're content and happy just drive down the middle of the road. Ain't bothering nobody. Nobody's bothering me. You can't live for God and not be bothered and not bother somebody else. It's impossible. You're in a lukewarm state of mind, a backslid condition, and you're going to be found weighing in the balance. God help us. You know what? He is. God's working. I'm telling you, God's working in Bendale, Mississippi. He's working on our lives. He's in the business to save us. Would you help me again? I'm, I'm sorry. Let's pray. God, we love you this morning and appreciate you. And if you feel to come to these altars, these altars are open. They're always open. Anybody that wants to pray, anybody that wants to open their heart, open their lives up. And, 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 and I'll tell you, God wants to come and sup with us. God wants to come and have fellowship in the most intimate way, amen, to walk with us, amen, to guide us, to counsel us. God, help us here today as we call on your name and call on your presence, as we call on your divine touch and power in this house today. You know, as you look down upon each one of us as earthen vessels, you know the conditions of our minds, our hearts, our spirits. You know the longing and the thirst and the passion, God, amen, that's burning in each and every one of us to know you and to have fellowship with you and to be obedient unto your word and to walk in the powers of your spirit and the powers of your promise that anointing God would saturate itself upon our hearts, our minds and our spirit. Help us God as a local assembly. Help us God, amen to pray for our neighbors, our friends and our loved ones, God, to see the mighty move of God, to see the pouring out of the spirit, to see revival God to break out in our community and around us. Help us intercede and help us cry out. Help us touch you God. Help us be determined God is that little lady with the issue of blood that pressed her way through, through all of her sickness, through all of her weakness, amen, through maybe all of her confusion, but she knew if I could only touch you, and we understand, Lord, if we'll only open up, if we'll just reach and get a hold of the knob and turn it, God, and let you into our hearts, and let you into our lives, and let you into our minds, and our ability, God, to reason, to think, and God, we would try to reason our own way, we would try to think our own way.
way in or out, but we humble ourselves and open ourselves up, God, under the power of the Holy Ghost, under the power of the Word of God, and the power of your presence as it moves upon this service, as it moves upon our minds, God. You help us war against the spiritual warfare. You help us, God, fight against the rulers of darkness and the spiritual wickedness in high places. You help us pull down every imagination that exalts itself against you. You help us, God, understand and realize how important it really is that all eternity, amen, hinges upon us. Open up the door and have fellowship with you and walk with you in the lovely name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Your hand would move. Your power would move. Your anointing would move. Having its way in this place. Having its way, God, your way in this heart and souls and minds of every individual here this morning, God. I lift them all up before you in Jesus' name. That you would touch, God. That you would minister. That you would go with us, God. As we leave this place this morning. But your presence would go with us. Your touch in our lives. Your touch, God. And your will would be done as we humble and give ourselves unto you. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name, praise God. What an awesome, mighty God we serve this morning. He cares. He loves. He loves us more than we love ourselves. Loved us while we was in our sins and wretched and undone. He paid a price. He paid a price that he knew that the multitudes were not going to come. But he still paid the price. Amen. For who? Because you and I. Because we was going to hear it. And we was going to open up. Let's do it. God bless you this morning. 5.30 prayer time, 6 o'clock service time tonight. It's good to see each one of you. God bless you. Appreciate you being here. Lord bless you.